Hi everyone, welcome to this this week or this month's uh, JSA podcast. My name is Aiden, I'm the secretary and co-president of JSA. And I'm Jennifer, I am the social media manager. And today we're going to be talking about Japanese media, so like music, anime. manga, yeah, anime, stuff like that. So Jennifer, what kind of like experience do you have with like Japanese media, or what kind of stuff do you like? Okay, well... I'm a huge otaku. I love anime. I love manga. I love all that stuff. Um, I want to say I was pretty young when I started. Like everybody who likes anime, I'm pretty sure. We started with like Pokemon and Sailor Moon on like Saturday morning cartoons kind of stuff. And um, I fell out of it for a little bit. And then I got to like middle school and I got really into like fairy tale and like sword art online, which is kind of embarrassing to say now. <laughs> But like all that and all those kinds of things, um, yeah. And I also I go to conventions. I, I used to go to conventions a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that really sucked because I really wanted to go to Dragon Con and then um, it didn't happen. So <laughs> I really wanted to go to Dragon Con. I haven't ever like the only convention I've been to was uh, Japan Fest, which if that counts because it was pretty small. Yeah. But I I went like four years in a row and I really liked it. I was looking forward to it this year, but, you know. Yeah, I've never been to Dragon Con because it was always really expensive, uh-huh. and it always happened, like, right as school was starting, so, like, I didn't really have time, yeah. but I would go with my friends to Momocon because mm-hmm. it was at the end of, like, the school year, but I hadn't been able to go for the past two years because I went to visit China. One year, I actually did go to visit Japan, too, mm-hmm. for, like, a very short time, mm-hmm. so, is that, ah, but, um, yeah, I really conventions. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah, I wish I could still go to stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think they'll be back eventually. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. They're they, planning to do them this year. Yeah. I know they tried to do Japan Fest online. I didn't keep up with it to see if it, like, actually worked out, and I haven't, like, talked to anyone who went, but I kind of yeah. wonder how that went. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's only, like, I'm sure they could replicate, like, the panels, like, mm-hmm. fine, but the panels aren't really, like, the whole point of going to convention, yeah. I feel like. It's, like, you go for, like, the atmosphere and the hang out with your friends. Yeah, and all or that. food or s- stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the overpriced food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to one of the panels one year in Japan Fest, and it was interesting, but it was just, like, not the vibe, you know? <laughs> like, no, yeah, like, I didn't hate it or anything. I was just, like, huh, I'm... Like, I'm glad I went to it, but I didn't go to another one after that. <laughs> so, yeah. But Japan Fest overall was like, I look forward to that every year. So I hope it comes mm-hmm. back. I always love seeing all the cosplayers because you'd have mm-hmm. people who are like really elaborately dressed. And it's like, yeah, I made this in like a hundred hours. Yeah. It's just like, wow. The, the people who like. Imagine stay having in that character. kind of patience. <laughs> <laughs> the people like stay in character when they're in cosplay, those are my favorites. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I love it when you see people from like like very like um shonen titles mm-hmm. where they have like all these like giant weapon things <laughs> and, like, that's so cool because like they make them out of like uh like they'll take like airsoft guns yeah. and like paint them to look super realistic yeah it's like so much effort though i <laughs> like, know I, I could never i don't have that kind of creative yeah energy. i tried to get into cosplay but i was like i'm just too lazy if i'm ever a cosplayer <laughs> i have to buy all my stuff i can't yeah because yeah, it couldn't be me i don't i just don't have that creative that creative side <laughs> yeah my history with 
Japanese media is probably quite different from yours. <laughs> because, like, I don't think I was ever, like, into manga or anime. Even now, like... <laughs> but as a... I mean, I remember stuff from when I was a kid, because I lived in Okinawa when I was little, and I remember watching Doraemon a lot. Even, like, after I came here, I would see it on, like, YouTube and stuff. Um, but stuff like that, that I have, like vague memories of and then when i was in like the end of middle school and like the beginning of high school i was like really really into japanese music um so that's always been like my primary thing music i think and then yeah even like the really popular anime i haven't seen <laughs> like i haven't seen fairy tale haven't seen one piece bleach i haven't seen them i haven't seen one piece in naruto either or bleach they're I, too long they're too long by the time i got into it i was like i can't i can't spend 300 yeah, hours watching exactly. one piece and trying to catch up i can't do it yeah even if i wanted to watch naruto at this point it's just it's way too late for me to get yeah, into it. i mean it ended i'm pretty sure yeah but actually you know, actually, I'm not sure if it ended. I <laughs> I think it, it is. There's, like, multiple iterations of it, isn't there? Like, I I think. <laughs> there's, like, the original Naruto and the Naruto Shippuden, uh-huh. and I think it ended, yeah. but I heard that three years ago, and I'm still not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't keep up with it closely enough to really know. <laughs> yeah, and I think they made a sequel series Was it, to it. Is, like, is Boruto a thing? I think so. That's, like, his son, right? I think I didn't look into it. So, I know they're making a new Bleach anime, uh, I heard, so I might get into that, because mm-hmm. I did read a few like uh, chapters of the manga, because we had them in my high school mm-hmm. library for some reason. <laughs> and I liked the bit I read of it, but I just, I couldn't get like super into it. Yeah. Yeah. Bleach is interesting to me. Like, out of those, like, the, the really popular ones that I haven't seen, that's probably the one I'm most likely to watch, but it's also super, super long, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, like, bits and pieces of One Piece because my sister was, like, starting to watch it over mm. quarantine because, like, what mm. else were we going to do? <laughs> and it looked fine. I was just like, I just don't have... I just don't. I can't. I can't watch it <laughs> yeah. for 200 hours. It's... Yeah, it's a time commitment. I think it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned Sword Art Online, though, because that was, like, the first anime that I watched like kind of all the way through all the way through at the time it only had like one season out then the one season it did have was like pretty good until like the very end yeah it was good until like the the last part of it (laughs) you've seen it you know what I mean yeah yeah I I won't spoil anything it's just no hate if you like sort of like but yeah not not really I did like it for a really long time and then I thought about it more, and I was like, man, uh, they... Yeah. It's one of those things that's, like, entertaining, but then you think about it, and yeah, you're yeah, like, Yeah, huh. like, if you don't think about it too much, like, it's really enjoyable. Yeah. Like, the first half of yeah, the show, yeah. I would say, is still pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, even when you do think about it, it's just, like, it's, like, a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, then it gets way too serious. What else have I seen? I recently started watching... Th- like really niche <laughs> like you can only find them on like youtube or something like that uh-huh. like there's this one called uh yokohama kaidashi kiko which is like a shopping record from yokohama but it's like it's about these um it's like the post-apocalyptic japan and they're like robots that like look like people and act like people and stuff there's no plot in this like it's just that's the setting <laughs> but like a lot of japan is like underwater 
but they just go around and like take pictures and drink coffee and stuff it's like it's very relaxing in a kind of weird way oh it's very but, slice of life yeah but like post-apocalyptic slice of life it's like yeah i really like that one i would recommend it honestly and then there's this older one called uh Zahakendeng, which is like the tale of eight dogs which is like a it's like a historical anime. <laughs> have you heard of it? No, I have not. It's, it's about this family of warriors. That's I think that's all I can really give away. But it also doesn't have that much of a plot. Like it has more of a plot than the other one. But it's like, yeah, you watch it for the art, not the plot. You know. <laughs> yeah, there have been a couple shows like that. Ah, uh, like. Uh, Your Line April, I love that show, like, so much, but it took me at least three tries to get, like, all the way through it, because it was just, like, about halfway through, um, because the main girl, if you haven't seen it, the main girl kind of, she, like, goes away for a while, Uh and it's at that point I was kind of like, uh... Like, how much do I really want to finish this? Yeah, but I did finish it, and then I cried a lot, Yeah, because I got really sad. I've heard that that one's a tearjerker <laughs> it is it's very beautiful if you like music you'd love it because mm-hmm. it's it's like um like the piano and the violin mm-hmm. and i didn't learn that when i was a kid because i i didn't have the patience for it <laughs> and it made me i was like man i'm really sad now that i didn't learn either <laughs> <laughs> there's this one other that one of my friends showed me like he was like just like watch the first episode and like give it a chance because I have like a really low attention span, <laughs> but it was it's Sangatsu no Raion, like March comes in like a lion, I think. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it was really good. I haven't watched the second episode, <laughs> even though that was like three months ago. <laughs> but like, I really it's liked really it. Good. I yeah. remember uh, the Crunchyroll has like a war, an award show at the end of the year. I don't know if they did it this year, uh-huh. but I remember March comes in like a lion won like best. Um, show that's like ongoing yeah it beat like naruto and stuff so it's apparently really good but i just haven't had sat down and watch it yet i think that's my thing kind of like i'll start stuff like i'll watch like the first episode or first three episodes or something but then i just never come back to stuff even if i like it no yeah i'll like get really into something and i'll watch like the first seven episodes in a row Uh And then I'll drop it for like six months and then I'll be like, oh yeah, I should probably finish that. And then not. (laughs) Yeah. Or like I'll try and come back to it, but then I won't remember like what happened before I left off. Yeah. Yeah. You said you listened to like like music, like J music. What, what kind of stuff did you listen to? When I first started listening to Japanese music, it was just like stuff that was popular at the time. So like. Uh, or stuff that got like recommended to me on YouTube. So there was like the really mainstream stuff. Like, oh my, what's a good example? What was mainstream in two thousand fifteen? Some of those meme songs. <laughs> like, there's this one song about McDonald's. Um, oh, baby metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then also like stuff that was like kind of underground that YouTube recommended to me. So like, um, so, like a few rappers or. Um, so I'm not, like, underground, like, bands, just, like, they weren't popular yet. Like, mm-hmm. do you know, um, The Oral Cigarettes? No. <laughs> they, they got really popular because they did one of the Noragami openings. Oh. Uh... Yeah, I think so. Um, but I was, like, <laughs> I was one of the original. 
<laughs> I, like, you I were found, an OG. I found them, like, before <laughs> You were there before they were cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, Hello Sleepwalkers. Do you, have you heard of them? They I'm also not really into Japanese music. Uh, the closest I really got into them was I, I liked Hatsune Miku for a while, <laughs> and I loved Love Live, mm-hmm. like, so much. <laughs> um, which honestly might have been like a precursor to the fact that I now have a crippling K-pop addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into Hatsune Miku. Like, I still don't get it. <laughs> but like, I respect it. I just don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, nowadays I listen to like a lot of different genres of stuff. Like, if you follow the JSA Spotify account, a lot of those playlists are stuff that like I, f- I find and like so that that might give you an idea i guess shameless plug yeah <laughs> no yeah shameless <laughs> but um my favorite band right now is called sleepy dot ab but they always say like the ab is silent <laughs> so it's just sleepy but no one knows what i'm talking about if i say sleepy but they're on a few of the playlists if you want to go check them out <laughs> just check out our spotify do it it's it's uh I just had it pulled up. What the name of the Spotify is? It's GSU JSA. Go follow. We we release playlists like every other week, I think. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> uh. Dang. What was I gonna say after that? <laughs> Savannah will just edit this out, probably. <laughs> um. Do you listen to like music. idols a lot? Oh yeah. I was gonna talk about Korean groups making Japanese songs. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I didn't like a lot of them when I first started listening to K-pop, like the Japanese versions of K-pop songs. But Twice has some Japanese bangers. Like... Yes. <laughs> uh, when they they had their latest comeback, which I can't stop me, and I was yeah. like, eh, I I, did, uh, I wasn't feeling it at first. It's grown on me, but like at first I was like, same. meh. And then they released better the ja- their yeah. Japanese single, and I was like, okay, this is just better. Yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, it was a banger. It was great. <laughs> Sana getting her lead vocalist position as she should. Yeah, she should. She needs to get her lead dancer title back, too. Yes. Anyway, that's not... This is not that. <laughs> the point is, JYP disrespects Sana, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, uh, like, Fake and True and mm-hmm. Bulldozer. Those are, like, yeah. those are bangers. They, they made um, a Korean version of Bulldozer. I can't listen to it because I'm used to the Japanese. Yeah, I was like, I was like trying to like haphazardly sing along because I can't really speak Japanese or Korean all that well. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like listening to, I was listening to like a ver- their like live stages and I was like trying to sing along and then I was like, wait, this is in the different language. <laughs> and I didn't notice yeah, right away. The Korean one just throws yeah. me off. Like it, it feels weird. Yeah, if you listen to one version too much and you're just like, mm, yeah. this is, a, this is weird now. <laughs> but it's also like listening to the the Japanese version of TT is so weird to me because like yeah it just doesn't it doesn't fit (laughs) but a lot of my friends like prefer the Japanese version like if they speak Japanese they'll prefer the Japanese version over the Korean one which I don't know I think I because I I knew the Korean one when it came out Mm. so like yeah yeah yeah. Do you speaking of like uh, Japanese uh, Korean groups that release Japanese music Mm. do you know who Eyes One is? yeah yeah, okay. They, yeah, I, some of their Japanese tracks are a bit of a miss, <laughs> but a lot of them are hits, I like, like, and they promote a lot in Japan too, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah. Because they have, like, three Japanese members. They do. But yeah, I, I, I really like them, though. They're yeah. going to disband soon. <laughs> I know. I, like, told myself not to get attached because I was like, they're going to disband. <laughs> and then they came out with Fiesta, and I was like... Fiesta is that song, though. That I, yeah, it was. <laughs> song of the year. 2020, don't at me. <laughs> But yeah. I was like, ah, oh, dang it. Now I'm really attached. And I'm really sad because they're going to disband soon. Yeah. I hope they at least go on to, like, good groups and other activities. I know. Because so. I, I hope know they don't you know. do what IOI did. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't, even, I can't even tell you how upset I was when I heard that Goo Goo Dawn was disbanding. I was we all saw it coming, though. De- I know, but I was devastated. <laughs> see, because, like, Brave Girls, they had been, like, on hiatus for, like, five years. And yeah. I was like, see, it's not too late. You can, you can give them a comeback. It's okay. Oh, yeah. it expanded, and I was like, it, At least fine. it wasn't, like, Preston. <laughs> like, <laughs> they had two comebacks. They were, like, a year apart, and then they were silent for, like, a year and a half, and mm-hmm. then they disbanded. So Get It is a banger. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was so disappointed, because I was, like, I started standing them during their, like, hiatus where we didn't know what was happening, and then yeah. they disbanded, and I was like, yeah, I hate you, Pletus. <laughs> we already hated you, but now we hate you more. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's... For Japanese idol groups, though, they're kind of hit or miss for me. Like, there are some that I like. Like, there's this one... Flower? Do you know Flower? Have you heard of them? No. They... There's this big group called... It's kind of funny. It's called E-Girls. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm assuming that was before yeah, the meme. Yeah, this was, like, 2011 when they did that. <laughs> so, yeah. They, they were ahead of their time. But they have, like, different subunits. So there's Flower that does, like... I'm, like a hundred percent sure i've talked about them on the podcast before but flower does like ballad songs and um there's like happiness and then sudana yuzi yuri which does like hip-hop stuff happiness does like pop stuff but then they have like the full group <laughs> but i listen to them a lot especially flower because they have like five different bangers uh, <laughs> how do you feel about like ballads in like uh, japanese and korean because like Maybe it's because I don't understand, like, the lyrics, so I'm like, Mm. I don't really like them as much as the other songs. Yeah, it depends. There are a lot of ballads that I really, really like, but there's kind of a trend, especially in Korean groups, to, like, when they release an album or a mini-album, they have to have, like, a ballad song on it, and if it seems forced, then I don't like it. (laughs) Like, if it's there just to be a ballad, then I'm like, eh. Yeah, uh... I love Blackpink, and they get a lot of flack for, like, having no deep, meaningful lyrics. And I'm like, listen, I don't understand what they're saying anyway. I'm just here for bangers. But I still love Stay. That's mm-hmm. That song makes me cry. Yeah, I like Stay. They're, they're best is playing with fire, though. Respected. Yeah. <laughs> Respected. I can't... I think Love Sick Girls is probably my favorite title track of theirs, but, like, playing with fire is, like, really good, too. I didn't, like... Uh, Love Sick Girls. Really? I hope no blinks are listening to this, but because <laughs> I don't want to get attacked. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. But, but, I love it. The best part of that is definitely the bridge. They have like A plus bridges. <laughs> yeah, their their pre choruses are usually pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Adults really like them, but they're made for kids at the end of the day. Right. But like, I think if you watch anime, if you're not watching like the really little kid one, it's like there's a very clear like jump in age i also think this is like kind of a cultural thing but a lot of japanese anime and manga are like this stuff that's aimed at kids is less 
like they hold back less kind of <laughs> like a lot of american media is pretty strict on like how they rate stuff like pg-13 r and stuff but there's a lot of what americans would consider like explicit content that's in kids stuff in japan but it's just not something that people are like alarmed about you know i mean america's really weird yeah. like <laughs> things about that mm-hmm. like i don't know if i can say this on the podcast i, I mean you're right but like <laughs> I took a class on like this kind of stuff because this is my major, mm-hmm. but um, where we were talking uh, political science, so we were talking about like court cases and stuff like that. And one of the things that America does differently than like other countries is their like profan, like their, um, not, not profanity, but like uh, censorship, censorship kind of things. Yeah, where it's like we see violence as very explicit content, mm-hmm. or we don't see violence as very explicit content. Sorry. And other countries will, like, their ratings will go up because of violence. Ours won't, while they're more okay with, like, more explicit sexual content. Or the U.S. is very hard on, like, profanity, like, swearing and stuff. Like, you, if it's, and if it's kids' content, then there probably just isn't any swearing. But if it is, it's, like, very, very censored. Like, they're on it. Um, But, like, I think this is also kind of a language thing, which... My major is now relevant. I'm a linguistics <laughs> major. Um, but Japanese doesn't really have swear words per se. Like, there are words that are more vulgar, but it's nothing that's going to get, like, censored for kids because it's inappropriate for kids to hear. It's just a very intense word. Because, um, like, the way, the equivalent to, like, swearing in Japanese would just be like using different politeness for someone which is it sounds kind of weak but is very effective <laughs> um, i think it's because it's like a country that like it's like you don't swear a lot so when you do it's like more effective yeah but in america it's like it's like you walk down the street and you hear people swearing yeah, exactly and like in the u.s there's a lot of swearing that's very normal like it's just part of everyday speech. Yeah, in a way, in a way, america has like very like we've normalized swearing uh-huh. but just like not in like anything yeah. like media like you're not gonna see even though we're like like it's very se- like a very sexual culture yeah we don't swear like we like refuse to say like anything beyond damn yeah and in, the like, the worst curse words in the u.s are like the sexual ones <laughs> like those are the most intense ones which is so weird like there's such a difference between like how people actually behave in the u.s and then what the media shows <laughs> but that's so that's like media discourse i don't have the energy for that (laughs) but a big difference i've noticed about like the music industry in japan and the u.s is like i don't know if it's that fans expect artists to come out with a lot of stuff very quickly or if that's just how it is there because like in in the u.s it's really common for like a singer to have like years between releases but that's kind of uncommon in japan like you can expect multiple releases a year. i think it's kind of one of those things where it's like they've created their own culture of like we release a lot of things really quickly Mm -hmm. so and it also depends on like the genre like Mm -hmm. idol groups and like rappers are very prone to release like a lot of stuff very quickly even in the u.s honestly except we don't really have idol groups yeah but um but if it's like someone who typically does like ballads or like a rock group or something it's understandable for there to be like long periods of time between releases yeah i think a good example of that for like um this is a korean group again but like mm-hmm. day six i think yeah. they like are frequently on hiatus a lot more than like say twice or stray kids yeah from jyp yeah because especially 
idol culture is something that the U.S. doesn't really have. Like, at least not for idol groups in the same way. But, like, yeah. in Japan and Korea, it's, like, an idol's career is very short. So unless they're, like, on top of it, there's not going to get, like, much recognition behind their name. Which is why mm-hmm. Twice had, like, eight or nine releases in one year. Yeah, it's the seven-year curse. Yeah. And they're cause... coming up on it. I'm scared. <laughs> I think they'll be okay. I think <laughs> if they'll anyone's going to be okay. But... but, yeah, it's, like, if they don't stay on top of their releases like that, then that's just kind of it for them. Like, that's just kind of what their career entails, I think. Yeah. It's really sad for a lot of, like, groups like that because they'll spend years trying to get recognition because they have such short, like, time to get mm-hmm. successful. Like, you have seven years to make a hit right. and, like, ride that wave all the way to the end. And if you stay <laughs> successful, maybe you can renew your contract, maybe you can keep going, <laughs> but it's pretty rare for that to happen especially for girl groups right yeah i remember people were amazed i think like two years ago that a pink was still around because they were they're at their their ninth year i think now nine or ten but everyone was like i mean they were on hiatus at their seven year mark everyone was like i don't know if we're gonna hear from them again but they had like two releases and they did pretty well or three releases and they did pretty well so everyone's like, maybe the idol career is getting longer, or people have maybe. more patience, or whatever it is. Maybe. I didn't really follow them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I did like Dum Da Dum, whatever, yeah. however you say it. <laughs> it was a good song. Yeah, out of their three like recent releases, they had like, um, I'm So Sick, and then they had... Uh, and then, and then they had <laughs> I just call it percentages yeah. <laughs> I'm like I, I can't say that <laughs> I like the first two better than I like the third one but they're all good to me yeah. I think also is like there's a lot of um, cycling through groups mm-hmm. with companies because they'll like it's just like once your group gets to like around seven years six, seven years like you release a new group mm-hmm. so like <clears throat> in the case of um Play M, I think, is their entertainment company. Hey Pink has been on their, like, ninth, tenth year, so they debuted weekly, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of the big three um, idol companies uh, are releasing their next generation of girl groups. Yeah, like, SM just had Espa, however you say it. I think it's Espa. Um, yeah yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah Yeah. um something else that's kind of interesting to me is that like idols in japan also korea (laughs) are kind of like seen like from the perspective of other people in the music industry they're seen as like the lowest prestige yeah that was weird to hear about because i heard um like an award show happened in korea and they Mm -hmm. were like the actors got dressing rooms and they made all the idols wait in the parking lot and people they like got so much heat for it yeah but that's like normal (laughs) super interesting it's super interesting is like even at like an event where it's like the idols are the main event people don't take people don't take them seriously (laughs) enough to give them dressing rooms and stuff yeah that yeah i think i've always kind of known that but it's weird to see that happening especially if like you follow them closely because if you stay in like that bubble of like idol groups then you're like oh they they have like prestige or whatever which yeah, they do especially in if that like if you, especially if like you follow like B- you, you look at bts and it's like they're so globally recognized and even yeah. like korea recognizes them so much that they're letting them extend um their military mm-hmm. 
thing. I don't remember what it's yeah, called, like but their enlistment, their enlistment, they're allowed to push it back because they're so like um, helpful to the economy or something like that. Yeah. I forgot the exact way they're saying it, but like if you look at them, you're just like, oh, all idols must be treated like so well, but not really. Yeah. Because like another thing that's super weird to me when I first got into like K-pop mm-hmm. was that um, idols aren't allowed to date like at all. Like, mm-hmm. like I think after like they like um, after a few years, once they like exit their rookie stage, they're allowed to, but they got to keep it like yeah, yeah, yeah. they got to keep it like secret. Mm-hmm. And like it's a big deal when people like find out about it, and like it ruins careers and stuff, which is super like strange considering like in America, I'm like you see like every two weeks like this couple broke up, this couple got yeah. together, <laughs> let's hear about this couple. Yeah, it's like. I think honestly that might be a Korea thing because Japan, maybe people no, might have like so, a similar remember... reaction, but I think they just like the general population just cares a lot less. <laughs> maybe, but I do remember uh, there was a member of AKB48. I remember hearing about this where she got caught dating. I think it was dating, and she had to shave her head and like she went on camera and like cried and apologized to everybody, and it was like she super. Had to shave her head. Yeah, they made her shave her head, and it was like super. Um, disturbing to watch because <laughs> I was just like uh. yeah I mean I see this a lot with like um, like actors and like singers and stuff it'll be like this actor has like revealed they're in a relationship with blah 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 or they just got married or whatever, whatever and then their fans will be like yeah good for them <laughs> but it, it might just be different for idols because I mean, it's maybe, like cause a you different got... fan celebrity relationship yeah, maybe because like the way uh, Korea kind of cultivates their idol culture is just kind of like fans is just like you are like super important like you're like the idol's first love is kind of what they yeah. like go off of and like they love you and they want your support and it's very obsessive yeah. in a way it's like it's yeah. just it's it gets yeah. crazy and that kind I don't of, go on Stan Twitter for a reason <laughs> and that kind of like um, marketing I guess just doesn't sell well in the US like, every time, like, a K-pop group before BTS has, like, tried to come to the U.S., it's been, like, average success at best. Usually less than that, though. Just because Americans are, like, over, like, boy groups and girl <laughs> Like they. I mean, we had One Direction, and then that was kind of it. Yeah. Which is, like, weird to me. Uh, it's something interesting I learned just being on the internet was that BTS, like, armies and... Uh, directioners have like this beef going on or this really one-sided beef <laughs> because direction is around yeah they're like re- they're still like maybe they'll have a reunion and i'm like honestly i kind of want one too but i don't think it's don't gonna think happen it's but like <laughs> apparently there's like a group of directioners who are like super mad about bts being now the global boy group that's terrifying not gonna lie. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's like even One Direction was pretty late to the boy group trend because there were like a few in the 90s that were really, really, really popular. And then after like the mid 2000s, it was just like no more. Like, like they we're, just couldn't we're sell we're anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so weird. But yeah, I wonder. I guess it's weird to think that there's like a huge difference between the reception of like the same thing in both countries. You know what I mean? Like. The way Japan and Korea feel about idol groups is so different from how Americans feel about the exact yeah. same thing. I think it's also they don't like the word, like, idol. I, I remember I was talking to my friend just, like, really casually about K-pop one time, and I, one of our other friends was like, you shouldn't, like, idolize them. And we, were, we had to be like, no, no, that's literally, like, their job title. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not saying they're, like, <laughs> idols and, like, yeah. gods and stuff. We're just saying, like, that's their job. Yeah. 
And also, I think it's because, like, the U.S. is kind of, or a lot of Americans are kind of not obsessed, but, like, they put importance on this, like, perceived genuineness of people, like, celebrities. Like, if they see or if they feel like they're being, like, fake or something, they'll be less receptive towards that person. Whereas, like, in Japan, everyone knows that, like, the idol's personality is, like, constructed and performed. Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's like a secret. persona. Yeah. It's like, you love the persona, and I'm like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's like... Like, it's, you, you have to be okay with that, because, like, I can exactly. see why people that can, like, turn people off K-pop, where it's like, they don't make their own music, like, nothing they, like, do is really, like, that genuine. Yeah. It's like, if you can't get over that hurdle, you're not going to be that into it. Exactly. Like, in the U.S., people will be like, it just feels like they're not, like, real musicians or, like, real personalities or whatever. Like, yeah, that's a little bit the point. <laughs> like, it's it's intentional, I think. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. So I think also, like, part of it is, like, that area of the world is, like, really big on, like, perfection. It's like, if you're in the public eye, it's like, you have to be basically perfect. Mm-hmm. There's also this perception, I think, that Americans have that musicians have to write their own music in order to be like real musicians but it's that's just kind of like weird to me like someone can be a really really good singer or really good yeah and not write their own music they're just good at performing i think people forget like songwriting and singing are two different talents and like it's cool if people can do both and a lot of people do even in like japan and korea a lot of people do both but it's weird that a lot of americans think it's a necessity to have both. Yeah, I've heard, like, a lot of Korean rappers, they get a lot of flack because they, like, you don't write your own lyrics. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I mean, that's not really their job description, though, is yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, like... But you do have a lot of idol producers now, mm-hmm. I think. Like, Soyeon from G-Idol. Soyeon, Zico's been around for a while. Like, Hui from Pentagon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched a video on YouTube the other day that was, like why people love Zico but hate Soyeon. Oh, yeah. And, sexism. Yeah. It's sexism. It, it is. <laughs> like, <It's> that, sexism. <laughs> it is, but that's a whole different discussion. Also line distribution, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> but no, it's oh, sexism. Something, something different between Korea and Japan, though, is I think Korean fans care a lot more about line distribution than Japanese fans do. Yeah, like, I think it's because, like, when you look at AKB48, mm-hmm. it's like, there's, like, hundreds, of course, line distribution is not going to be fair, it's yeah. a three-minute song. Or, like, the group I was talking about earlier, like, Flower has one vocalist, the rest of them are just dancers. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> That's so awkward. Yeah, so, like, if you listen to any Flower music, you're listening to Dana is her name, <laughs> like, you're listening to her music, but it's still, like, a group effort. I think Japanese fans don't have a problem with that. But that would be such a weird take in Korea, I think. I think, I think it's because in Korea, they focus on making, like, a group to be, like, everyone sings, everyone dances. It's yeah. not like you just have one person singing and everyone else is dancing. Yeah. In Japan, it's like so. everyone does what they're good at, kind of. Like, they, if they're not a good dancer, then they don't dance. Like, there's this one group called uh, Cho Tokyu, which has... Well, when they debuted, they had seven members, <laughs> and <laughs> no. and five of them are just dancers, and they're, like, always in the front during performances, and then two of them are vocalists, and they just sing from the back, <laughs> which is, like, a weird setup, It would and it wouldn't do very well in Korea, I don't think, but it works for Japan, because I think they're less pressed about the whole fairness thing. It's just yeah. people do what they can do for the group, you know? Yeah, I think it's partially also because companies will debut girls who aren't, or girls and guys, I focus mainly on girl groups because 
that's what I pay attention to, but like girls and guys who like they'll debut them before they're really ready to debut and they'll just be like the visual of the group and so people are like stop treating them just like the visual like yeah. to you from twice or chewy i can't say her name right <laughs> but chewy from twice is like everyone's like she's just the visual and i'm like she's not she's a great dancer but jyp's her treats are like one yeah, exactly it was it's the same situation that jyp was <laughs> with uh susie from the set. oh yeah i heard about that yeah it's yeah he loves repeating his mistakes but anyway <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, I've never heard of the visual title in a Japanese group. I think that's a Korean thing, isn't it? I, I'm honestly not sure. I don't yeah. follow Japanese all that much, but I did find the title a little bit odd. It's just being odd. like, it's a little weird to just be like, you're the prettiest member of the group and you have a title because of it. Yeah. It's and like, the thing just, is, like, it's just a little weird. The thing is, like, all idols are attractive, though. Like, that's part of the job. <laughs> so, <laughs> having, like, a title for being attractive is just kind of, like, reductive. I mean, I know what they're going for is, like, you're, like, it's like if we have ad campaigns, you're in the yeah. center because people people's eyes will draw to you first, mm-hmm. or, like, you will get the mo- most advertisements and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's. <laughs> but everyone else in the group can do that. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, everyone's really gorgeous. So yeah. I don't know what's happening here. Is this do you, want to, do you yeah. want to hear this hilarious conspiracy theory I was told? <laughs> there's this, this is the best conspiracy theory because it doesn't hurt anybody. There people, there's a conspiracy theory out there where it's like, K-pop idols are genetically made in a lab to like, be the most attractive and most talented possible. Uh-huh. So they can like, so South Korea can use them to like, um, like put a hold over like the, like the market uh-huh. for that stuff and so I'm they're like, created for advertising yeah basically they're like created to like like make it like make like the music industry more profitable i think yeah. and it's just like wow that's <laughs> kind of an amazing theory but also like ridiculous yeah oh another thing that's like kind of that kind of makes like the whole idol industry a hard sell for americans is that like, a lot of Japanese fans, for example, they, like, the music is a part of the product, but it's also, like, the personality, and then, like, the dance and the performance and everything else, but American fans will be like, well, the song wasn't good, therefore, I didn't like it, you know, like, the music is the central thing for American fans, but I don't really think it is for Japanese fans, <laughs> like, yeah, I remember yeah. I I didn't watch Produce Forty Eight, which is where Eyes One came from, mm-hmm. but I saw clips of it where like the Japanese idols were talking about how like we like even if you're not a good singer, if you're cute, you can still be a successful idol. Yeah, or if people like you, like if you're yeah, people, if you're, if you're like fun, people yeah. will like you. But it was like because um, they were comparing like Korean and uh, Japanese, like J- Korean trainees to Japanese idols. And it was like Korean idols, they train for years and years and years and sometimes never debut, but like um, uh, for Japanese idols, they will like debut and then they will learn from their like seniors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, a lot of the stuff that stops like American fans from getting into Japanese, at least idol groups, is just a misunderstanding of like what it's actually supposed to be, you know? Like... It's just a very different product than we would expect here, you know? Yeah. I think that's the main thing. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people also don't like the language barrier. They're like, I want, like, deep, meaningful lyrics that I can understand. <laughs> yeah. But everyone liked Despacito, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. 
That's another weird thing about the U.S. is uh, non-English music never charts here. Like, it's happened, like, you could count on, I'm pretty sure one hand, the number of number one songs that have been in non-English. <laughs> and most of them are Spanish. There's one Japanese song that I mean, even BTS, I don't think they got to number one on Billboard until they released Dynamite. Exactly. Like, it's... I don't think I've seen that kind of aversion in any other country. Japan is kind of close because Japan is very Japanese-centric. Like, non-Japanese stuff doesn't typically do great, but it's so, it's so weird. Like I think how... it's partially because America has this very, like, if you're in America, you speak English. Yeah. It's like, and we don't have an official language, though, just saying. Exactly. And the U.S. <laughs> is, like, the biggest music market in the world. Like, Japan is second, but the U.S. is, like... You can tell that it's the biggest, which means, like, American music is also everywhere in the world. Yeah. So, like, out of all countries that have to, I guess, get used to or, like, adjust to music that they can't understand, the U.S. is, like, the last on that list. Which, yeah, that's that's just kind of interesting to me. <laughs> but, yeah. Also, I want to say, like, um... Maybe isn't a Japanese thing, but like mm -hmm. in Korea, is like it's a very they have a very like big thing on perfectionism. So like a lot of people will get plastic surgery to be idols. Like it's super common mm -hmm. for them to get plastic surgery. But like if you say they got plastic surgery, people get really upset. Yeah. But like in America, it's like people get people get plastic surgery all the time. They're like, yeah, I got my nose done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got like a brow lift or whatever. Yeah, because I think. Part of, like, the whole perfection thing in Korea is, like, it's more perfect if you're born with it than if you, like, bought it, you know? <laughs> like, it, like natural people, perfection. But I think is, people, like, like miss the part where, like, a lot of people, like, do buy things. Exactly. Like, even if they're not going under the knife, they're, like, getting lip injections or, mm -hmm. like, cheek fillers and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, in the U.S., since people aren't really striving for that, like, that perfection, that level of perfection it bothers people less when they find out that they've gotten, like, plastic surgery or something, because mm -hmm. who cares? It's just, like, a very different attitude, I guess, It is weird, though, how here. people on both are, like, always speculating, like, did they get plastic surgery? Did yeah. they get lip injections? Or was it just puberty? And yeah. It's just, like, it's just like, who cares? Leave yeah. them alone. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Japan is... Japan's not, like, Korea like that, but I think the perfection thing is still a very powerful motive for people. <laughs> um, it's not Korea levels, but it's it's definitely a pressure to be I think perfect, that's just I the guess. Asian part <laughs> yeah. of it. I'm Asian, I can say that, I, I promise. <laughs> but, like, all Asian countries kind of have this, like, perfectionism to them where it's, like, you need to be the best at whatever you're doing. It's, and it's, especially, like, with my experience in Japan, it's, like, that kind of thing shows up in like all parts of life in Japan because everything is competitive. So like how you do in school is competitive, what college you get into is competitive, what job you get out of college is competitive. And like if you're not like at the top, then it's just like, it doesn't mean anything, which is kind of... <laughs> in a way, America's kind of similar, but not to that extent where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, you didn't get into Harvard, but you can go to like yeah. GSU. <laughs> Or you can go to UGA or Emory. Like, like there are other options, but yeah. I don't know if Japan has the same level of, like... Yeah, it's... Breathing room. Yeah, I think Japan is changing in that way. Like, I mean, the younger generation has realized, like, how 
I don't want to say toxic because that's <laughs> but like how damaging that kind of mentality can be like competitiveness I mean, can be good the work culture there is like very yeah it's very crazy yeah like competitive competitiveness can be like a very motivating thing but it can also be extremely damaging if you fail to be if competitive if you take it to the extreme you <laughs> yeah know? so I think a lot of people especially my age are kind of like aware of that and they kind of give it less power in that yeah, way, I think I our generation as like a whole has just kind of been like I don't really need to be at the top like that's okay yeah it's yeah it's very it's a very interesting comparison <laughs> especially like if you talk to like a Japanese high school student versus like an American high school student the difference in stress levels is like intimidating <laughs> i mean depends which american student you're That's talking true. to like i had a lot of friends who were like i'm taking six ap classes senior year and i said <laughs> i'm just gonna take my two theater classes and go so yeah my my high school was like very very competitive like our principal at the time was like you because you could take our we had like six six period days so you could take six ap's but you could also take like online ap's and you could take a zero period which would give you like an extra class so our principal was like, you should take nine APs in a year. <laughs> and this was like at the meeting we had to go to to get approval to take more than three APs. So <laughs> she was like, you guys should be taking nine. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'd rather not die sophomore year. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Sophomore year? Yeah. And oh, junior year wow. was the worst, but... Junior was the worst because I take physics and I'm not good at that. <laughs> I took AP Physics 1 and AP Physics 2 because I didn't learn my lesson after Physics 1. But I like physics now, so... <laughs> no, I, I can never look at physics. Like, anyone says, like, calculate, like, the velocity of anything, and I, like, cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. Physics 1 was rough. Physics 2 was better, because it was, like... If you could do physics 2, or physics 1, physics 2 was just, like, building off of that. <laughs> so it was, like... It was less intimidating, I guess, because everything wasn't new. But... Anyway, <laughs> my school was, like, super competitive like that, and it started early. It, like, even in middle school, they started with it. So, like, I can... But the it's weird, because, like, in Japan, the, com the competition also comes from outside of your school. Like, the pressure to perform well in school and be at the top of your school also comes from, you know, family, society, jobs, etc. Whereas, like, at my high school, it was just my high school that was putting that pressure on me. Like... My parents weren't like that. Society wasn't looking at me like that. I mean, my parents were, and, like, um, probably shouldn't say this here, but, like, <laughs> even me going to GSU, it's, like, a little bit disappointing because it's, like, well, we wanted you to go to a better, like, a, like a higher-level <laughs> Ivy school. Yeah. Because it's, it's not even that, like, my parents even care that much. They're, like, you got into college, like, yeah. that's fine, whatever, but it's, like, everybody else around them is just, like, yeah. oh, you go to GSU. Other students are the worst And it's that. just like, like hey, <laughs> my family's up. My family's not like that. Nobody at GSU is really like like that, <laughs> like it's looking just, down on you for going to GSU, but like other... Other families yeah. are like kind of elitist about yeah. it. Other families are like people who are in my graduating class might be like, oh, you go to GSU. Like, are you going to transfer to tech or something like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, even my mom was like, do you want to transfer to UGA? And I was like, no, I love it here. It's yeah. nice. I like it. Exactly. But yeah, th I guess when you think about it, the U.S. does have that same level of competition, but I think it comes from a different place. Like, I think it comes in, in like Japan, I think it comes more from like a, just like a social, like being like you, 
like expectation of just like everyone like goes to college obligation. everyone does has a good, good job and yeah. you make good money and you live a good life it's just kind of like that's the standard yeah it's not like oh you work like you go to a like you go to like in america the the standard i would say is like you graduate from high school you either go directly into a job or you go to, like there's more leeway yeah but in Japan, it's like you go to a top college, exactly. you get a top job. Because the only way you can get at. a top job is to go to a top college. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in the U.S., another thing is like there's this perception which is very harmful, <laughs> where people are like, if you end up in like a bad s- situation, like financially, professionally, whatever, it's, it's because of your it's your stuff fault. that you did. It's, so like, if you don't. Yeah try your hardest yeah so in japan it's like just a societal norm that they've like just kind of like yeah perpetuated but here it's like elitism yeah here it's it's like like, you hear people who like lost their job during covid it's just like well you should have had savings like well they didn't get paid enough to have savings maybe you should should have gone to college like i can't go to college because i don't i can't it's just like a lot of people they did go to college they did go to college and they did get jobs and they still got laid off because covid was like a big deal yeah i saw this one uh, like tweet <laughs> and it was like um, people are like you should have had savings in case like COVID happens and it was like I can't have savings because I'm like living paycheck to paycheck and they're like well you should have gotten a better job and they're like I can't because I didn't go to college and one's like well you should have gone, gone to college and they're like well I can't because I don't have a high enough paying job to go to college and it's like it's just a it's, cycle it's like just, that yeah or it's like you well, like like it's kind of like looked down on you if you graduate from high school here and you don't go to college uh-huh. just because like the elitism uh-huh in it all where it's like oh well they're not gonna have a good job in their future it's like you don't know that they yeah. can go to a trade school they can do other things mm-hmm. like it college isn't the end-all be-all that yeah. we like pretend it is mm-hmm. and yeah it's just the american mentality where like wherever you end up is based on what you did that is like so stressful <laughs> it's because like, like if once you start like um like applying for stuff and, like, you don't get into places, you're like, is this because of me? Like, it, mu- it must be because I didn't try hard or enough. Or is it because Legacy Kids took your place? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever asked that. Everyone's always, like, affirmative action. What about Legacy Kids, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, like, so many things that aren't under your control. American perception would have you think it's under your control. And then yeah. it just, like, weighs it's on like you. It's, like, you have, a, like, uh, my friend, She she's a twin, so, like, she, she's going to college right now. Her parents have to pay double the tuition because she's yeah. going to college. And her twins going to college. Luckily, she has Zell. Yes. Yeah, and I think her sister does also did really well. That, but that's like, me. I don't my know. Sister, yeah. Her twins too. <laughs> yeah. Like my parents are. I but mean, like, like luckily we're in a position where like that's we can handle it and like we got scholarships and stuff. But not everyone has that. Yeah. Not everyone yeah. has them. Like even like a lot of people I know are just like if I didn't have hope or I didn't have mm-hmm. Zell, I couldn't afford college. Yeah. They're and like they're really good students who like are able to get into top colleges and stuff but they happen to be in like a big family so they can't afford it it's like something as easy as that can just take you out of the game (laughs) oh yeah just a lot of people are like this is my dream school but i couldn't afford dreams if i got in (sighs) japanese i play pokemon a lot (laughs) i do i don't play a lot of video games to be honest i'm very yeah like the only consoles i've ever had are nintendo Mm. Same. And I mostly play Pokemon or Animal Crossing. Like, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I got really into Animal Crossing over <laughs> Did you COVID-19. get New Horizons? Yeah, I did. I got New Horizons, and I, like, was super into it. You should visit my island. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I stopped yes. playing for, like, two months, and then I came back, and my island was, like, overrun yeah. with flowers. 
<laughs> so no, yeah, I just have like this massive pile of flowers in the middle of my island because so I'm like, boring. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> Whenever I have people visit my island, I'm like, just take flowers, please. <laughs> I have nothing yeah, to I do. Know. I love New Horizons though because like, I got it right like when quarantine was kicking off, and then I put like 800 hours into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it on release. Like I was there, I was ready. But other than that, I play Pokemon. I don't play Pokemon. I still play Pokemon, but I don't buy the newer games because. Game Freak is... I hear they might lose the rights to Pokemon mainline games. <laughs> I heard they might. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think there are any Game Freak fans listening to this, because I don't know that those I exist. Don't think that's a, I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, if you're a fan of Pokemon, you're a fan of Pokemon, you're not a fan of Game Freak. Yeah, I want Game Freak to either, like, get better or yeah. give up Pokemon. Because I think, um, I... I played Soul Silver when I was a kid, but like I was like impatient, so I had my sister go through like most of the big things <laughs> yeah. in the game because I was like I'm also just like oh my god I'm gonna lose, and then I played Diamond and then I got um, Sword because oh. I got a Switch, and I played it, and I was like you didn't it wasn't, like it, did you? I mean like I like it because it's Pokemon exactly, but I was like a little disappointed because mm. I was just like I. I liked elements yeah. of it. Like, I kind of liked the whole tournament-style thing they were going mm-hmm. for, but I just think they didn't they didn't commit. Yeah. <laughs> they and didn't it's commit like, to it. Even, like, the basic stuff about, like, the Pokemon franchise, like, stuff that's normal. Like, something that's normal in recent Pokemon games is, like, you have something stopping you from getting to the next city until you're done with whatever you have to do there. But all of the, like, roadblocks in Sword and Shield are just team yell members just standing there like they're just standing there like there's no like story reason why they're there they're just there and you can't go around them or anything it's just like it kind of takes you out of the game it's also weird because they're just like this girl's fan club (laughs) and they're not like an actual like like they're not really doing anything wrong except for just like impeding your journey (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's yeah i consider myself like a pokemon fan because my first game was platinum and then I went back and played some of the ones before. Like, I played uh, Fire Red, and I played Ruby, and stuff like that. I never played, like, Gen 1 or Gen 2. Yeah, I think I'm a little weird, because I was more of a fan of the anime than the games yeah, when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird, because I didn't... I wasn't really a video game person, so yeah. I didn't play a lot. And like I said, when I played Soul Silver, I got my sister to, like, <laughs> fast-track through most of, like, the really yeah. hard stuff. So, like, I, I would watch the anime, and then it got to Unova, and I stopped watching it because I was upset. <laughs> I was upset. That was a bad anime. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because it came after Sinnoh, though, and Sinnoh is amazing. Yeah, I but... loved Sinnoh. It was my favorite region to yeah, watch. It's my favorite region, like, period. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's my favorite region because the anime, but, like, Pokemon-wise, like, the new Pokemon, I think Hoenn is my favorite. Hoenn is a, a very, very good region. Like, Both are really good. Hoenn is my best, like, my favorite in terms of map design and like pokemon distribution because like if you play through kanto and johto there's this issue where every route has basically the same pokemon on it like it gets very mm. boring very quickly <laughs> but like hoenn doesn't have that like it actually feels like you're traveling in hoenn you know but anyway <laughs> like i played up to gen 5 i liked all of those games up to gen 5 so like the unova games then i bought x when it came out i heard it wasn't good it was good it was just like <laughs> it, was, it was just like uh yeah anyway like, yeah like x was fine but um it just felt like rushed i guess mm. and like they didn't give it enough time to like 
be a new region before they release the Hoenn remakes. And the Hoenn remakes are also worse than the original Hoenn games, but I still like them. Aw, that's so disappointing. <laughs> it's so disappointing to hear. It, it I, I didn't. Good. I like, didn't get to play them because I didn't have um, a 3DS, and I was like, it's not worth yeah. buying a whole new console just to play one game. Yeah, it's it's a good game, but it's just like compared to Ruby Emerald and Sapphire, it's just like not that level. It's still a good game though. But then after that, I played Moon. And that was when I was like, what is going on <laughs> with, with this franchise? Like, I always, Moon forget, was fun I just always forget Alola's a region. Yeah, it was fun because it was a new region. I think that's why I enjoyed it. Because everything else about it was just like, it was too easy or the story didn't like make sense or it just like wasn't... It, yeah, something it, that confused yeah. me like so much when Sun came out was like Sun and Moon came out and then like two months later, I think I was like, ultra Sun and Moon? question mark what what's happening here why did you do that the what most people think is like the pokemon is on a yearly release schedule which is their first big problem because it's not enough time to develop a good game but well with their size they could hire more people with as much money as they have but they won't and they still won't (laughs) give me my diamond and pearl remake (laughs) i don't want them to do it if they're going to be like this (laughs) yeah i know i know but at the same time i'm just like i want yeah. Diamond Pearl. Like, I'll just owed. go play them again. Like, I don't need to. <laughs> a lot of people think that Sun and Moon are like the the year deadline version of the games. And then Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are like the completed game. <laughs> like, the actual game. Oh. <laughs> Which is why you shouldn't buy like Moon and then Ultra Moon, because it's the same game with more stuff. Mm. You should just buy Ultra Moon. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's like the. Besides like. Pokemon and Animal Crossing. Luckily, those are both Japanese games, but that's, like, all I play. Yeah. One thing I did like about um, the new Pokemon games was that you could go camping with your your Pokemon, (laughs) and you could make food. I was like, I spent so much time just making food. Yeah, like the curry. I just made them food, like, a bunch. Because I was like, this is more fun than the actual game, which is a problem. (laughs) I watched, like, a four-hour review of Sword and Shield, and the guy, like, he hated the game, but he was like cooking curry with my pokemon is like the most fun i've had in a pokemon it's game so it's so I'm fun like, to wow. play with them like that's the best part of the game <laughs> which again is a problem yeah, yeah <laughs> when the most fun part of a pokemon game is making curry is all the is all the other stuff <laughs> yeah but i mean i've heard other nintendo games have been doing pretty well like i bought breath of the wild uh the new zelda game I haven't played it yet because my Joy-Cons are drifting. Oh, yeah, I had to buy new ones. <laughs> yeah, I ended up just putting, like, um, compressed air under them, and it fixed it for a bit, so I might actually pay, play Breath of the Wild now. But I'm, I've heard it's really, really, really good. And then, like, the new Mario Odyssey is very good, I've heard. Um, and those are, like, Nintendo's two other huge franchises. So I'm glad that they're doing good, and Pokemon's just... It's Game Freak's fault, it's is just, what I'm it's hearing. It's slow decline. <laughs> Of Game Freak just not caring as much. Although I did, I'm very excited for Pokemon Snap, which is something Game Freak is not doing, which might be why. It might be why. That that might be why it looks so good. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, I have issues with Game Freak. I think they can fix their issues, but they won't. I think they're just too lazy. I think they're too lazy. They're like, don't fix what's not broke, and it's like it's broke, but you're just not paying attention. Yeah, I mean, it it's still sold extremely well. And they're the richest franchise ever, Pokemon is. So, like, 
they I have think no it's, I think they're just depending on the loyalists to yeah. be like, well, I played every Pokemon game since Red, so I'm just gonna keep. But now a lot of the loyalists are <laughs> like off the Pokemon train now. Like, oh. I'm not gonna buy the next game if it looks like this. So. Yeah. Yeah, I heard yeah. there's only they like already said what all the regions are gonna be, and like that's like they're gonna end it after that. But yeah. we might not even get all those games. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I want them to have a game that does terrible, so that they can fix their issues. Because <laughs> I think that's the only way to like figure out that something's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Sword and Shield didn't get like that great of reviews. It did, and then but it the, sold so well. And the DLCs I've heard are like. I heard the first one's bad. I don't know about the second one. The, I've heard the second one's good for Sword and Shield. <laughs> like, the bar <laughs> is pretty not, low. It's not a high bar. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not looking too great. But I've heard it was at least fun to do the DLC for a few hours. And then that was about it. And it's like, you have to pay for the base game, which is $60. And then the, if you want to get the DLC, I don't remember how much they are, but they're not cheap. Yeah. So it's like, why weren't these just in the base game? Like, the base yeah, game I isn't heard, worth 60 I heard part of the reason people were so upset about, like, Sword and Shield was, like, um, there's usually, like, a post-game thing to do, mm-hmm. and they didn't have one, Yeah, really. neither did X or Sun and Moon. Like, the only um, post-game thing you could do in Moon was go fight the EV trainers. Like, they're... Uh, eight trainers around the region that use one of the evolutions, <laughs> and you could just go battle so them. Just That's the, the worst, only post. So just the worst version of the Kimono Girls from JoJo. Yeah. Just just a worse version and of that. And that's the only post game, <laughs> like eight battles <laughs> with one Pokemon each. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that's where Pokemon is right now. Because like Sinnoh, for example, had Sinnoh, Owen, and Unova have like amazing post games. I've heard in Black and White 2 they had like a like a battle of champ like a champions tournament yeah. where it was just everybody and I was like I wasn't going to play Unova because I hate that region but that was a cool idea and they should bring that You back. should totally play the games for Unova because <laughs> I'm with you with the anime. The games are amazing I think though. it's because I'm so mad at the anime for existing that I'm like I'm just like the whole region just needs to not exist. It's, yeah. The, the region didn't deserve the the slander like, that is the Unova <laughs> anime <laughs> but the games are great you should i would totally recommend especially like play white or black or white and then play like the sequel because mm. i played um white and then i played black 2 which was a mistake i should have done white 2 because <laughs> you get the same legendary and white and black 2 and mm. i wanted the other one <laughs> maybe maybe if i find them for cheap i'll get them yeah they they're good but especially the world championship and black two and white two is like they they'll never do that again because it you can tell that it took effort. <laughs> but that's like one of my favorite post game things like ever. And it's hard. Like it takes a long time to complete it. So oh, wow. yeah. It's like um Hoenn and Sinnoh both had the Battle Frontier, which is amazing. And Sinnoh had like this whole island that you unlock that you can go visit after you finish the game. And you know if I had like this whole half of the region that you can go to oh, after wow. you finish the game, like it's it's a lot. Well, yeah. I do remember the Battle Frontier being my favorite part of the Pokemon anime. Mm-hmm. Just like the whole thing. Ashley never wins though, does he? Oh, uh, he won. He won in um, the Aloha. 
Oh, Lola. really? Yeah. Wasn't that, like, he, his first lead yeah. win? Yeah, he won. <laughs> it took him. There was, like, all these memes going, like, after 20 years, Ash finally won. You can do it, too. He's still 10, though. He's still 10. Yeah, no, that was so annoying, because we were all like, oh, he's, like, 14 at the end of Seno, and then the first line yeah. of Unova opens up with 10-year-old Ash Ketchum, and we all yeah. just went, And he, like, what? he, like, canon has a birthday. Like, it's in there. <laughs> he has a birthday. But That's so annoying, because I was like, wait, how long is this taking for him to do all this stuff? Because I assume, like, all these Pokemon leagues are, like, annual. <laughs> so, like, what what's happening Yeah, here? I don't... Yeah, we may never know. <laughs> I, I started rewatching the the first season of the anime, like, the Kanto anime. Oh, the Indigo League? Yeah. And... Yeah... Ash is the worst part of the anime. <laughs> like, I, I'm there for the Pokemon and the other characters, but Ash is just Nothing like... Nothing will make me angrier than how he lost the Indigo League. <laughs> just Charizard just lying down and I'm still mad about it. I would have done that if I were Charizard and my trainer was Ash. <laughs> <laughs> you have the same respect for him as early Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe the same respect as, like, Pikachu when he first met Pikachu. That's where I... <laughs> Like, I don't blame Pikachu for hating him. <laughs> I think he got better as, like, the anime went on, because they stopped doing this thing where he, like, doesn't know anything except yeah. for Unova for some reason, because a level 5 Snivy somehow beat Pikachu, who is presumably, like, level 100 at this point. Yeah. It's... Yeah. They had to use him the, for exposition. Don't start on the Unova anime. I could go on for hours and hate that. <laughs> they just really had to use him for easy exposition yeah i heard i heard they were planning to do like a whole new anime thing mm -hmm. like with without different, with, yeah with like different characters and everything and it got scrapped and i guess and i think you can kind of tell <laughs> <laughs> they did um i don't it's not the pokemon anime but there's this animated show that's like it follows uh red and blue oh or, yeah the yeah. the origins yeah anime. yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that, but like I, I haven't heard watched it, good. but I've seen clips from it, and it looks really good. And I'm glad Ash is not in it, so I probably <laughs> will watch it. Will watch it this time. Yeah, no, the thing I think part of the reason also Unova sucks so badly was it was just everything was just a worse version of Sinnoh. <laughs> like yeah. Trip was a worse was just a worse version of Paul as yeah. a rival. I don't know what they did with Team Rocket. That was weird. <laughs> and then <laughs> Iris was just worse. No, not I can't even do that to yeah. Don. Don is superior, but like Don, Iris is just the worst. Iris I heard she's better in the just, games, but she was just <laughs> the worst. And then Cyrus was just worse. Brock times a thousand. Iris in the games is better because you don't see her that much. Like she's a gym leader, and you see her at some parts of the plot, but she's not like a rival, and it works better that way. <laughs> yeah, and like they had too, they had to me up. Too many rivals. I was like, "What yeah. is happening?" Oh, if you if you want to talk about too many rivals, though, that's uh, X and Y. <laughs> you have five rivals, and watch. only one of them is like notable, but she's also terrible. The only thing I know about um, X and Y is Serena and the whole like they replaced contest with like a worse thing. Yeah. And I loved I loved the contest in the anime. So like mm -hmm. just seeing it be like patents, I was like, "So you just made contests worse?" <laughs> that's why Sin was great. Yes, it, has, it was so good. Yeah. But yeah, they in the uh, X and Y games, you have five rivals. So there's Serena, who's the only one who battles, like, or likes battling. The rest of them battle, but it's because they have to. And there's Tierno, who likes dancing. 
there's Shauna, who's like a literal child. Like, she's like six tops. <laughs> um, but she babbles you sometimes, but it's also this really... Some of her dialogue is like, maybe don't say that, child. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's uh, this one redhead dude, Trevor, who like collects Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, you're the fifth Then, like, the part of why the games, like, kind of decline is, like, because you don't have, like, that I want to punch you in the face rival anymore. <laughs> where it's, yeah. like, you name them something rude. My favorite rivals are from Johto and Sinnoh. So, Barry, the one who's always saying he'll fine you for being late. <laughs> yeah. That is so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Silver, who's just edgy. Like, that's his he's, personality he's trait. He's like, I'm edgy, and my dad made me upset. <laughs> he's like, I don't he's trust like, people or Pokemon. <laughs> He's <laughs> just like, yeah, it's like, I miss that, like, that actual, like, I want to punch you. And, yeah. like, like, I named you something really mean. <laughs> yeah, and, like, you. in the new games, well, at least in X and Y, you can't even name your rivals because they have names. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, like, Sword. I was, like, playing Hop. I was just like, uh. Hop and Hal like, from... It's like, you're, you're, like, sunshine boy, but also, like, I don't like you. <laughs> Hal is the rival from uh, Sun and Moon. And he's, like, exactly the same as Hop. Like, they have the same animations and basically the same character design. <laughs> like, they just reused so Hop's model. Just, they did not try to hide their laziness <laughs> there, I see. I don't think they tried, really, anywhere. <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah. Um, so what are some, like, movies that you like that are... Um, we've watched movies? a few at JSA Movie Night. Another shameless plug. <laughs> Um, we watched yeah, join our movie nights <laughs> they're every other Friday I think if, yeah, if you right. get emails or you're in the discord you'll know because we'll tell you but <laughs> we've watched um, we've been watching Terrace House for the past few times which Terrace House is pretty good I'm not like a huge reality TV show fan but I have watched some Terrace House episodes and I like it it's way easier to handle than American reality TV <laughs> like it's less petty you know <laughs> yeah um, i don't watch a lot of reality television because i'm just like i i used to watch a lot of dance moms and then um you that's know, like the worst one yeah i know <laughs> so like i can't watch anymore because i was like ooh, child abuse no dance moms is yeah oof <laughs> but terrace house is like not emotionally exhausting like the other one <laughs> or emotionally abusive <laughs> yeah but we've also watched a silent voice that is my, that's like, yeah, that's like my favorite anime movie. It's so good. I'm a little annoyed that they didn't get together at the end, but I know that's not the point. Yeah, but I'm, I'm fine s- with it. <laughs> I'm still going to be annoyed that they didn't get together at the end. I wanted my confession scene. <laughs> the, yeah, so we watched The Silent Voice. Um, what else have we watched? I, we watched the, uh, Garden of, the Garden of Words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like that one? I did. It was odd, but I liked it. Yeah, I think the thing that really threw me off was just at the end where they were, like, confessing their loves to each other, or he confessed his love to her, and I was just like, something about this doesn't feel right because yeah, of the age off. difference. It's like, a student-teacher relationship. Yeah, too, that's like, where I was like, this feels... Predatory? Yeah, it feels wrong, because <laughs> I was, I, which I was like, okay, I can I can push, back to fa- push past the fact that, like, like they were friends, mm-hmm. and, like, they were very friendly terms even though their age gap, like, I can, I can accept that. Yeah, I think I would have appreciated it more if it was, like, if it stayed platonic, platonic. because 
I mean, the movie does kind of a good job of making it seem not as bad as it as it would be otherwise. Like, because they're like friends outside of school. Yeah, before I, th- they I even think it's know. better because yeah. like like they don't know that they're like because yeah. like they don't really ever introduce themselves, like their age and like their occupations or yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, it's I liked it aesthetically. The plot is cool. <laughs> There's some parts where I'm just like... I, yeah. I was like... Uh, it's one of those movies that you would definitely watch for the animation over the actual definitely. story. But I did like that little touch of, like, he was really into shoes. Yeah. I liked that touch of just being like, yay, no more toxic masculinity. <laughs> Not in this movie. He also... Also, it used... Um, for the closing song, it used a song I knew. <laughs> so I was, like, singing along during the credits. <laughs> that, that made me like the movie a bit more. <laughs> Um, but other than that, what have we watched? I think those are the only two, like, full movies we watched in yeah. movie night, because we've mostly been watching Terrace Oh, Hills. have you seen Your Name? I watched the first half. You watched only the first half I, of it? I talked about my low attention span earlier. I just got bored. <laughs> no! Oh my god, I know. it's so good! It's so good! I've heard everyone talk about it. Like, I get it. I might try again eventually, but I'm gonna have to watch again from the beginning because I don't remember what I watched. Oh, it's so good. We have to if I can, if we can find it online, we should watch it for movie night. Yeah, like I've, it's so good. There's some movies that I really want to watch, like Akira. Have you heard of Akira? Um, I think so. Is that the is that Mecca? Yeah, but I haven't watched it yet. I really want to because I've heard it's like one of the best like movies period <laughs> um but oh another one i want to watch is like um a perfect blue or something like that the yeah the stalker i've one. heard it's super good and like creepy and it's what um i really like the movie black swan yeah yeah i and it's really like, an, like it's like um, an american version of yeah. that movie i really like uh like psychological horror movies so perfect blue is like I've, if i can find it i really really want to watch it i think it's on hulu actually is it maybe Maybe it once was. I don't remember. I'll have to look. But, yeah, that would... Yeah. <laughs> um, I would really want to watch Perfect Blue, Akira. A lot of Ghibli movies I haven't seen, or ones I haven't seen in a while I want to rewatch. Oh, yeah. Um, I would rewatch uh, Princess Mononoke, even though I saw it recently. <laughs> I don't think I've s- seen it in full before. Yeah, my... F- because I, w- I was a little too young to watch it when I like thought about it. Yeah, it's like definitely my top three uh, Ghibli movies, but I don't want to spoil it in case anyone hasn't seen it. Yeah, I won't go into into um, it. I think but they're it's all like on a... HBO Max, though. So if you have that, you can watch yeah. all the Ghibli movies. I think some of them were on Netflix at some point, weren't they? I think um, like a Ma- a Mary Witch's Flower or something like that oh, yeah. is still on Netflix, but. It- the rest of them are on HBO Max. American Netflix is so messy. Because it depends on, like, who the distributor is. I'm so upset. Yeah. Like, some of my favorite movies got taken off, and I'm, like, upset about it. Yeah. Um, damn, what else Ooh, I recently rewatched uh, How's Moving Castle. Uh, and, like, I watched it when I was really young, so I, like, forgot. Like, I, like, totally missed, like, a bunch of plot points yeah. for some reason. Like, there's a war in that movie. <laughs> and, like, that, like... I missed that for some reason. Like, it's yeah. a big part of it, too. <laughs> yeah. I I haven't seen that one in a long time. Like, I should rewatch it. Hmm. I learned, apparently, it's based off a book, 
and like uh-huh. Hayao Miyazaki added the whole war narrative into the yeah. into the movie for like a pacifism message. Mm-hmm. And like I didn't know that, so that's interesting to know. Though there's a lot of that kind of plot in Ghibli movies. The ones I've seen are um, Castle in the Sky. Have you heard of it? I have, but I haven't seen it yet. It's good. I, I really like it. it. Um, I really like that's one of my favorite Ghibli soundtracks. That movie. Um, I've seen Spirited Away, obviously. Uh, have you seen Spirited Away? Oh yeah, I have. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Princess Mononoke. Um, I was just thinking of one. Ponyo. <laughs> I really like Ponyo. <laughs> I think, I think not I've a lot of people seen, like, like the first part of it. I yeah. don't think I've seen it all in full. Oh, not a lot of people like that out of like yeah, all Ghibli Yeah, my boyfriend says he hates that movie. <laughs> He's like, I will watch all the Ghibli movies with you, but not that one. <laughs> I love Ponyo. But, yeah. I mean, it's one of the weaker ones, but I can still like it. <laughs> um, oh, I think my favorite is Kiki's Delivery Service, just because yeah. like nostalgia, and it's like, it's just so, it's just a wholesome. Yeah, I've seen that one. I like that one because it's like, this is a kind of a theme with a lot of the, a lot of those movies, but like, the plot is not so much conflict-centered as it is, like, development-centered, you know? Mm, yeah. And that's, like, so therapeutic to watch. Like, if you're... Especially if you're used to watching movies, like, in general, like, if you're a movie person, a lot of movies are just stressful to watch. Oh, Because, yeah. <laughs> like, the conflict is just very... It's just very stressful to watch. Yeah. But these are, like... You're watching for the characters, not really the plot. And I like that a lot better. Yeah. Oh, something upsetting that I learned about Kiki's delivery service was that at the... Okay, so you know how, like, in the movie, um, she loses the ability to talk to her cat, Gigi, yeah. for a little while? Uh-huh. Well, in, like, the American dubbed version, they, they make it so, like, she can talk to her. There's, like, a hint that, like, she can talk to him again at the end of the movie, but that's not at the original Japanese yeah. version. Because it's, like, she's... It's, like, Gigi represents her, like immature phase so like she's grown out of her need for that i was like that makes me very upset i didn't even know the american version had that in it (laughs) yeah it's like a very like subtle thing where she just he like says like one line at the end of the movie dang after the whole yeah i I didn't even know that was a thing i (laughs) didn't the american uh versions of the ghibli movies tend to change stuff i think though like (laughs) I know the American Ponyo is kind of different from yeah, the Japanese. Yeah, the American versions of anime tend to do that. I don't know if you've seen Sailor Moon. Yeah, Sailor but, Moon is uh, notorious. They were cousins in this version because <laughs> God forbid they be lesbians. But yeah. they were still lesbians. That was the weird thing. They were cousins. They were they were still lesbians, but now they were. Making it worse because no, then yeah, you have they to. They were they were still lesbians, but now they're cousins. <laughs> so they're still lesbians, just not with each other. <laughs> just now, just now they're incestual too. Now. Yeah, I. The American, I think that has to do with, like, censorship stuff that we talked about. Yeah, because that was the 90s. Yeah. And they were not here for that. I think they still would have done it today, though. I think they still would have, to be honest. But, yeah, if you watch Sailor Moon, watch the Japanese one. Yeah. The American one could never... This... What else was I watching? Oh, Cardcaptor Sakura. I didn't see that as a child, but I heard it's good. Yeah, the American version... Well, the ones that exist are pretty different. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that you would benefit from watching in Japanese, especially if you can understand Japanese. Oh. Yeah, and the most infamous version, 
if you watch Poke- if you watch the four kids version of Pokemon, Brock will hold up <laughs> <laughs> a rice ball and just be like a jelly donut. Yeah, that's that's what you want to avoid if you're gonna be localizing stuff. It's like don't do that. So yeah. it's like it's like you can just say rice ball. Like yeah. people know what that is. It's, or if they don't know what it is, they can figure it out. <laughs> it's a ball of rice. It's in the name. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, the four kids was really trying it though. Yeah. Especially with a lot of the the pronunciations for the Pokemon, <laughs> like they did um, Reggie Ice. That's why everyone says Reggie Ice now instead of Reg Ice. Oh really? Yeah. The whole all of the Reggies they messed up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Four don't, kids don't, is kind of don't if you're gonna if you're going to watch the dub, which I don't recommend, just yeah. not four kids. Yeah. Just never four kids. Four kids is like what's the word formative for a lot of American kids because we grew up with that on TV. Yeah, even like other shows from like other countries that they like dub is like not good. Like they did Winx Club at one That's point. That's Italian, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Italian and they did it's not good. <laughs> Is, so is that the one that was like on TV, the four kids dub? I think so. Dang. I didn't watch it when I was in, it was on TV though. I watched it on YouTube like years later. I didn't even know it was a dub for the longest time. I mean, partially because I never watched it, but <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was kind of aimed towards people. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of coming back a little. Like the Wings Club fandom is a little active yeah. right now. That's because we're all mad about the Netflix <laughs> Netflix one. We don't talk about that. It's like how all the Victorious fans are all active right now. Oh, yeah, because of Netflix. Because Netflix, Netflix yeah. Oh, and Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. I need to rewatch it, because I've only seen it out of order. Yes. I, yeah, same. I, when it came on Netflix, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, and I want to watch uh, Legend of Korra, too, but I feel like I have to watch The Last Airbender first. I actually think you might enjoy Legend of Korra more if you watch it first. Really? Because it's not as good as that. Like, it's... I've heard it's good, it's just not as good it, as Avatar. It's, because Avatar's, like, got here. It's a very high bar, yeah. It's... yeah. But... Yeah, I, I need to watch stuff. I just... It's my attention span, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much stuff on my, like, on my list on Hulu and on Netflix, and yeah, I just same. never get to it. Same. Like, I... Like, if I ever want to watch something, I'm just like, let me go to YouTube and watch, like, a 20-minute video about something else. Same. I don't want to watch, like, a whole series or a movie right yeah. now. Yeah. I'll, like, easily watch, like, a four-hour YouTube video. Oh, like, same. I, I can't watch a movie, and that's, like, two movies. Yeah, I really <laughs> so. like commentary-style videos, same. so I'll just, like, put them on in the background. Yeah, like, there's this one Pokemon YouTuber who made a seven-hour review of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and I watched the whole thing. That's like four wow. movies. I won't watch one movie. Like, I couldn't finish your name, <laughs> but I could watch all of that. <laughs> you know what one YouTuber I watched? They made, they made um, a video about why The Legend of Korra sucks, and it was like an hour and a half long, yeah. and I watched the whole thing. They did the same thing for Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. I watched that one, and then I watched all the responses to that. Like, someone made a, a longer video about why the video called Why Steven Universe Sucks. <laughs> Why that video sucks. <laughs> and I watched both of them. Yeah, but like, okay, Steven Universe, I was like into it, and then like slowly like got so much worse. Yeah, I I won't spoil it in case someone listening hasn't caught up, but like, some plot lines are alarming. <laughs> like, some of the messages are... Because I did watch that video, and like, it, it brought up things that I like didn't think about, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, it makes sense that... if you're watching it, like, this is a kid's show. 
mm-hmm. but then you think about it where it's like okay it's like i understand what they're doing here but they did not do that correctly or they didn't think about the implications <laughs> yeah, of it what was they like, did like one of the things was like i'm not saying that she's this kind of person yeah. i'm just saying this show says that <laughs> if you were to just take that at face value yeah. just going by what the show said you can tell <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like that's yeah. kind of the implication there yeah mm-hmm. yeah steven universe that's a that's also a very long discussion <laughs> yeah <laughs> i heard the sequel series was not good like at all yeah one of my friends saw it um like when it was released and they said they hated it so yeah and that's <laughs> you know they're they're very um involved i guess even universe fan or they were so i Steven universe fans freak me out like they <laughs> they bullied people off twitter <laughs> yeah stan twitter and steven universe twitter dangerous areas of twitter but yeah <laughs> <laughs> we should probably go back to talk to anime western <laughs> cartoons yeah um what kind of genres of stuff do you like i like horror horror especially psychological horror and then I like, like, some of the anime I was talking about earlier that just, like, doesn't really have a plot. I really like those. Oh, like Slice of Life anime? Yeah. Even, like, way more, like, way less plot than the average Slice of Life. Like, yeah. if it's just, like, looking at, um, like, pretty art, listening to people talk, and having nice music in the background. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> like, sometimes if I just want to watch anime, but I don't want to, like, commit to something, I'll put on an episode of Lucky Star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's basically, that's what I do with uh, Yokohama I do really enjoy the cute girls do cute things kind of thing. (laughs) I think that's fun. Yeah. Yokohama Kaidashi Kiko, the one I was talking about earlier, is like watching robots, like, do daily stuff. Like, that's it. Like, in the the first episode, this isn't a spoiler because there's no plot, (laughs) but in the first episode, there's like this one robot, like, in her house, because her owners left her there. To like take care of the shop while they were gone and like she doesn't understand the passage of time so it's fine um <laughs> but this other robot who's like a newer model comes to visit her because she has like a package for her and the package is a camera and then she's like oh i have a message for you too and the message is from her owner she's like i don't know if we're going to come back but i thought you would enjoy this camera go take pictures enjoy yourself whatever and then they go take pictures and they're like that's the episode <laughs> <laughs> one anime that I really enjoyed because it had like you might watch this because it has like two minute long like uh, episodes mm-hmm. or like they're not very long it's like um, I can't understand what my husband is saying oh it's, like, yeah, it's yeah, really cute it's really cute I kind of wish they had another season but I think they only made two uh, I've heard of it it was, it was really cute it was just like this couple just like going about their lives <laughs> speaking of like really short episodes have you heard of Hetaria? Or Hitalia. I have. I heard uh, my friend was really into that. Yeah, I was once into it. It's. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has a particular target audience. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I tried to watch some of it, but I, I couldn't get into it all that much, mm-hmm. although I did find America very funny. Yeah, a lot of the characters I think are just funny <laughs> in how they, how they like, like characterize America, the country. Because yeah. I'm the hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also that fandom is insane. Or they were. 
at the peak. Yeah, I heard <laughs> that they were like crazy and they were like, World War Two wouldn't happen because like Italy would never. <laughs> Italy would, and they did. So. <laughs> I mean, they were. Well, I can't say that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> but I always get kind of nervous watching World War Two plots, just in general. <laughs> like stuff like that. I'm like, hmm, maybe the implications here are a little. I mean, it can't be worse than history class, right? <laughs> where they like, <laughs> yeah. where they like just forget to mention that Japanese internment oh, camps yeah. were definitely a thing that we did. <laughs> I was talking to some of my friends about like stuff that happened in American history that people just don't know about. It was like Japanese internment happened, like pretty much the fact that the U.S. has four colonies right now. <laughs> like people just don't know about it. Oh yeah, I've heard if you go to other countries, they like they think America has like fifty-two states. What do they think the other two are? They think Washington, D.C. is its own state, and they think okay. Puerto Rico is a part of the U.S. because they they don't know exactly what its relation to the U.S. is, yeah. but they know we, like, we, are, we like we own Puerto Rico, so they're like, it's yeah. a state. It's not a state, but it, it should, should kind of be. It kind of should be. I'll try not to get too political here, but, I mean, but I think I, that's I pretty... That, I only say that because I'm pretty sure I've heard they want to be a state, yeah. so I think they should be allowed to be a state. I also think they should be, but... <laughs> but like I don't, I'm yeah. not, I don't know enough to get into it. So yeah. I get the um, the DC thing because DC is kind of it kind of acts like a state. I understand I, that. Yeah, it it acts kind of like independently from yeah. the rest of. But that's funny. I think. <laughs> yeah. The, the fifty two states. Yeah, they think we have fifty two states. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to our discussion about anime and media in Japan. Um, probably a lot more than that. <laughs> a lot more than that. Uh, hopefully you will tune in next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see you probably next month. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll, we'll announce it. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, though. <laughs>